The Blockbusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters podcast. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get those earbuds in. It's Blowbusters time. Cool runnings. <laughs> Welcome to episode ninety-one of the Blowbusters podcast. I'm Brian, and I'm Paul. <laughs> and Paul was just surprised with that intro. <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily surprised. <laughs> well, just surprised at my delivery, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> okay, I did not intend to do an offensive Jamaican accent. It kind of just slipped in there. So apologies yeah. um, for that insensitive uh, nature there. <laughs> but yes, uh, regardless. <laughs> Uh, as you may have gathered <laughs> by all the clues in front of you, we are covering cool runnings. Yeah. Paul, how did we get to this point? <laughs> how did we come Meaning, to this point? Not in a grand scheme of things, but this episode. Yeah. Um, well, this episode, uh, we are recording this on Thursday night, the 27th of July. On Tuesday night, I watched Cool Runnings and then texted Brian saying, Hey, I think this would be fun to do. <laughs> and I like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like you to know the, the effort that went into uh, as I trip here making this happen because I was on a very tight schedule uh, Wednesday morning and then evening but I, I spent Wednesday morning getting ready um, pulling it up on Netflix on my phone walking in and out of my bathroom into the bedroom and I got about 40 <laughs> minutes knocked out that way watched about 10 minutes in my in my car um and watched about another half hour on the iPad, and then I finished up like the last whatever few minutes on on the TV. So, maybe, <laughs> yeah, that's how much I I love yeah. Dougie Doug. That's how much I. Love. <laughs> well, let's let's go over the nuts and bolts of this then real quick. First of all, our nuts and bolts. Obviously, you can follow us on Twitter at blokebusters, facebook.com slash blokebusters. You can email us blokebusterpodcast.gmail.com. We're on Instagram, blokebusters, and we have our website, blokebusters.webs.com. And the nuts and bolts of the film, this was directed by John Turtletaub. I'm fairly certain I'm saying that name right, and if not, sod it, that's his name now. Uh, he had a budget of $14 million, and it made... 154,856,263 US dollars. So, did quite well. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Turtle yeah. Tab uh, is used to, well, has had some pretty high grossing films. So, yeah, just take a look at the National Treasure numbers. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably his, uh, <laughs> I would say his, probably his big, hits. Yeah. Uh, no. Or producers on those, but yeah. Yeah, still. and uh, it was also connected to The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which I actually enjoyed. So apparently he's just connected to Nick Cage occasionally. I don't know. Uh, As we all dream to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, cool runnings. Now, this film, I, I figured we would 
cover this at the beginning just to kind of get it out of the way for any people that don't know this film was loosely based on the events of the formation of the first Jamaican bobsled team and when I say loosely based the characters that are in the film are not named after the original team the coach didn't exist he <laughs> actually a series of coaches the organization that's the governing body is not called what it is in the film. Yeah. The competition that they went to, everyone like basically greeted them with open arms and another team even lent them their sled so they didn't have to buy one. But that doesn't make for a good movie, Paul. No, uh, it does not. Um, I, I didn't want to take What would you a... say is uh, more factually accurate? Uh, cool Runnings or Braveheart? Cool Runnings. Right. <laughs> so at least they beat Braveheart. Okay. Yes, that is the uh, that is the low mark for exactly accurate historical films. Yeah. Yes, I did want to just quickly mention the names of the people that were the original team: uh, Dudley Stokes, Devin Harris, Michael White, Freddie Powell, and a last-minute gut addition, Chris Stokes. So. That was the name of the original team, rather than, as we have in here, uh, Doris Bannock, Sanka Coffee, Junior Bevel, and Yul Brenner. I mean, <laughs> Sanka Coffee is just so ridiculously on the nose. It's yeah. such a horrible joke that I really love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And obviously Ask it's... your grandmothers if you don't get it. Yes, they will understand Sanka Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the... The, the film, very different from real life, but I wanted to cover that at the beginning. That's out the way. If you want to look into the actual story, feel free to look it up on your own time. From here on in, we are just covering the 1993 film Cool Runnings and everything that happens in that. So, there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, like I, I mentioned the characters' names already. Uh Leon Robinson plays Doris, Dougie Doug plays Sanka, Roald D. Lewis is Junior, and Malik Yoba is Yul Brenner, and of course, John Candy as Irvin Blixer. So, yeah, I mean, talk about on the nose names, yeah, Yul Brenner, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, it's something that passed me by the first time I watched this when I was a lot younger because I didn't know who Yul Brenner was. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that look, yeah. John yeah, well, All right, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, we probably should start with uh, what was your first ever viewing of this day how did you uh i would have to believe i mean i don't have a concrete memory um but i'd have to believe this is another um you know what this is probably like something that was just shown on tv probably in like 94 95 however long things took to get yeah. it on TV then. yeah at least a year um, that then. yeah um and so i'm sure i watched it you know then and you know i was a a, a pretty big uh john candy fan um, in my youth, you know, still am. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was probably my first exposure to it. And, you know, walked around saying, Ein's Vine Drine, you know, uh, until it, you know, annoyed everyone. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that was it for me. When did you first run across it? Uh, well, I think it pretty much the same thing where it was definitely on TV. I did not go to the cinema to see this. I would have been six 
when it was released in the States. I don't know what it was released in the UK, and I doubt my parents would have taken me to see it. Uh, and I'm sure I will hear from my mum once she hears this to say, no, we did take it to see it. What are you talking about? But, <laughs> uh, but yes, I remember seeing this on TV, and this was my introduction to John Candy. Oh, what an intro. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, okay. Like I said, I would have been, let's say I saw it on TV again a year or so after, I would have been seven or eight. So, yeah, I hadn't okay. seen plane trains and automobiles at eight oh, years really? old. No, like, Uncle Buck? Or... I have never yeah. seen Uncle Buck, actually. <gasps> <laughs> I know, it's one of those films that I know I should see. But it was yeah. never on TV. <laughs> it was ne- it was never on TV when I was growing up, and it just had, I don't think I've seen it on Netflix or anything. So like I haven't actively sought it out just because, as you know now, there's just too much stuff to watch. I, I need yeah. like so a you schedule. You have not seen Home Alone. I have seen Home Alone. Um, so but I don't remember if I saw that first or not. Okay. All right. But, yeah. As I say, uh, again, Home Alone, I did see it in the cinema, so it really would have been whatever was on TV when I had TV in my bedroom. Gotcha. And I don't remember when that was, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> it's tough for me to put, yeah, I think probably Uncle Buck was my first John Candy. Or, or you know what, it was probably The Great Outdoors, because my dad really liked that movie. Right. Uh, yeah, it's probably The Great Outdoors, but yeah, that's another good one. Um, How great was it to see John Candy? I, uh, again, like, yeah. I haven't watched a John Candy movie in probably year, probably close to a decade. Uh, right. Maybe not that long, but it feels like a very long time. Yeah. And it was really good to see him on screen again. Um, yeah, kind of bittersweet, of course. Very bittersweet. <laughs> yes, very much so. Because <laughs> yeah, he never, ever uh, lost his comedic sensibility, um, like yeah. maybe some other people I won't call out that he's worked with but yeah. um or maybe not worked with but of that ilk so yeah, yeah. um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh what i guess what were your impressions revisiting this um well to be honest revisiting this watching it i, I was just sitting upstairs watched it all in one sitting so I didn't quite have the choppy nature that you had. <laughs> I waited uh, for seat breaks at least, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't. I'm cut not it an in. animal. Ball. No, yeah. You didn't cut it in the middle of their run. Like, oh, well, no. I'll just pause it here. Nothing uh, exciting happening right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I would have to say that my impression watching it again is, for me, it hasn't diminished since the first time. I. I saw it because, I, and I don't know if it's just like I enjoy the characters as much as I did back then, or if it was just the fact that it was John Candy. Like I don't, I don't know. I I pretty much had the same reaction to it as the last few times I've seen it. So okay. it was uh, no no diminishing returns for me. How many say. times did you say you've seen this? Um, Under. Ten, like, over ten. I would say, like watching this all the way through. Um, I'd say, if not ten, close to it. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, and I, I know when I first saw it, I definitely saw it at least you know twice within a year. But yeah. it, it's been a while since I've seen this. Okay. So it was, this is, uh, yeah. 
this is probably only maybe my third or fourth complete viewing of it. I mean, it's one of those things that you know, yeah, uh, you know, if you had cable or whatever growing up, um, watch half an hour over or whatever, you know, yeah. switch to something else, or you know, watch a few scenes. But yeah, completion probably only uh, about three three times or so. But but I'd agree. Yeah, I. I was a little apprehensive. I'm like, oh, you know, Disney. Am I going to really enjoy this as much, or was I just a dumb kid? Yeah. I was a kid, but <laughs> um, I still, <laughs> I still really, really enjoyed this watch. Um, even it broke it up into bits and pieces. Um, yeah, yeah, like uh, oh, there. Uh, I mean, I didn't write down. I wish uh, the way I had to watch it, I didn't get to take all the notes I wanted to. But I really wish I could have written down on some more of the the one liners. But there are some good ones in here, and <laughs> not just like Candy doesn't get all the love there. Like it, it's spread out pretty well amongst the cast. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I think my favorite bit in it is when Doris is trying to convince Sanka to join the team. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, who is the greatest pushcart racer in all of Jamaica? Me. So are you going to do it? No. Just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, like that line yeah, yeah. reading by him uh-huh. is just fantastic. <laughs> I, th- I think w- the one that always gets me is um, when... Who is, is it? Uh, Jun- oh, Junior uh, is on the other side of the hotel door in Newell Brenner. Um, so it's, whatever is wrong with you, it is no small thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, it definitely my uh, my dark sense of humor was appealed to with John Candy when they're showing the film, uh, trying to get people to join, and he's just said, "Oh yes, uh, your bones will not break." And Bob said, "No, no, no, they shatter." <laughs> <laughs> so perfect, deadpan by John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> And I was actually going to say, I think that when I was watching this film, there's only one or two moments where he's genuinely kind of pushing the comedic side of it, and the rest of it, he's being very straight. Like, and it all, yeah. not quite Leslie Nielsen levels, but like kind of there. <laughs> so I like, I think the only time that I felt it was sort of John Candy. There was no script. He was just told to go with it. Is when you first see him in front of the radio, and he's just like, "Go on, Doubleweed. Go on." I'm like, "No, don't do that. Go on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this uh, film obviously is very, very nineties. <laughs> yes, as you couldn't tell by the clothing, yeah. let alone the, the clothing, else. the soundtrack, um, the Jamaican-inspired uh, soundtrack or Rastafarian, uh, I suppose, uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the. I mean, we'll get there, but the line dancing. My God, the line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yes, I. Uh, sad to say, I will. Um, admit this on the podcast i have indeed line danced at some point in my life so yeah <laughs> is there any video evidence of this oh dear god i hope not <laughs> hmm. yeah. to the internet of, of all the awful things i've done i've done way worse but that would be probably the most the thing i'd be maybe most embarrassed about ever seen <laughs> so yeah i mean everybody had to do the electric slide which is you know that's uh, part of growing up in my hometown and you had to you had to know that uh, uh... I will take your word for it. I don't believe that <laughs> made its way to England. Well, <laughs> well, you might be all the better for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 
So yes, <sighs> very, very nineties, and I actually don't think that was a detriment to the film. Like, I, no. I, I, I think mean, it didn't age it as much as I thought it would. No, I and I think there's there's almost no other way they could have made the film. If they'd made it now, I don't think it would have worked as well. Like it, it was almost as if the film, like as as it is, was made just right, which is kind of weird because three out of the four main characters have gone on record to say that this was intended to be a serious film when oh, yeah. like when it was shipped and uh, put towards everyone like it was going to be a serious film about the formation of a Jamaican bobsled team i don't know if it was going to be like 100% true or if the characters were the same it was just going to be serious but like I, it's a good thing it didn't go that way yeah. <laughs> well, well yeah when i said i uh, that the real events wouldn't have made for a good movie i that you know implied made by disney as a comedy yeah <laughs> I, I do see either like a really good doc i don't know do, do you know if there's a documentary that exists about this i have uh, not heard of one okay but i could see a really good documentary being made about this or a, a drama about this yeah and i think that if written well uh you know i think could be or could have been very very good but as it stands the the comedy version I'm, I'm more than happy with so so uh, i'm genuinely not sure where we want to <laughs> go with this then so obviously we well i don't know do we want to i mean obviously uh if you're listening to this you've probably seen the film before so <laughs> i would imagine so <laughs> yeah um but yeah so essentially um i don't know if we want to go any of the, over any of the plot but yeah the um junior kind of ruins a sprint race essentially and yes. <laughs> cue bobsled team, uh, some training in Jamaica, and then we go to Canada. I mean, this yeah. movie moves fast. <laughs> it does. It moves it, very it fast. Moves like an hour thirty four. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's I don't not yeah, sure. I, I think it, I think like it's like ninety four minutes, maybe. It, uh, I think it's an hour and forty something, 30. but that's with credit. So like, yeah, ninety eight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are uh, at the like the Olympics in I don't know maybe half an hour or something <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah, uh, pretty much. They, it's very clear that they wanted the film to be about them actually being at the Olympics. So it was yeah, it was a very fast beginning. But I wouldn't say it necessarily as you're watching it. It doesn't feel like come on, quick, we got to get this over with i mean because there's enough of the character development in there to give you something to enjoy while it's doing it yeah so that's like um the, at least watching now this time i was like wow coach irv was really took a hard line against not doing this and then was very easily convinced into a redemption arc so yes <laughs> like no no get the Get out of here. This poster bothering you? I'll rip up this poster. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty me. much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your dad? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I I always took that to be that like, he'd given up on ever making it work. Mm-hmm. And all he really needed was one person to come to him and say, like, you know, no, I'm willing to make it work. Mm-hmm. And that, that was just enough there. It was just 
Yeah, he was just depressed. Probably all of the other barflies were like, thank God I could not hear another bobsled story about how great things used to be and those gold medals that got taken away. <laughs> Spoiler. Yes, and, and the bartender was very happy you didn't need to keep replacing the radio. Yes, very true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'd say, like, very quick to get to Canada... Uh, although you did kind of breeze past, like uh, possibly the best song in the in the film, and kind of gets a revival later. It's it's Sanka's song about uh, you know Jamaica. They have a bobsled team. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just... they have a bobsled team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the most catchy song in the entire film, I think. <laughs> Apparently, does not uh, lend itself to a lot of monetary contributions, but no, it does not. Yeah. Uh, well, he he's given a dollar to shut up. So there you sure, go. That is true. <laughs> so yeah, not totally unaffected. Yeah. yeah, which which is actually kind of funny because then when they ask him how much he made, it's like a dollar and sixteen cents. So he only made sixteen cents just singing the song normally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I do like the uh, the kissing booth fundraiser. That was yeah, that was good. Yeah, that uh, I believe that's something that mm-hmm. doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, yeah, not totally a, probably a cool thing to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the one thing I thought was a little odd in the film is the whole junior situation. The where, whole father yeah, son. Yeah. I mean, it was a little shoehorned in. Uh, a little bit, and it, it, it was almost... It was kind of reminding me of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, you, you you can take it either way since I know they're about the same time. Uh, but the whole thing of, kind of Uncle Phil and Carlton, if Carlton didn't really want to be as goody two shoes as he is in the in the thing, so it kind of did feel just stereotypical. Oh, you know, rich boy doesn't want to follow in his father's footsteps type thing. But I did enjoy seeing him come into his own later in the film. So I guess I was kind of willing to forgive it since, you know, since it's in the first 30 minutes, it is over and done with very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And it's very apparent after having heard that, you know, um, the real um, life events didn't carry as much conflict you know, as as yeah. the film, that obviously hurdles had to be in place for a script. So very much so. You have you have the the father son thing. You have the the East Germans and the Russians, and you have uh, what's his name, Kurt? I think the the dick on the Olympic uh, board or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Him. You got yeah. Fighting a sled. You know, when one was given to them. So yeah, so all of these things had to had to be put in place. So you felt that there were some stakes. So I get that, but the whole yeah, the whole junior father thing uh, thing was, got a bit tired. But I mean, that's just being a little nitpicky. So yeah, I mean, I I think if if I was going to change anything, it would just be not necessarily that the dad is forcing him to take the job, but that the dad like is unwilling to give him any support like it's entirely you're on your own with this which would i i feel that would made the whole selling the car a little bit more of a big thing because in the film it's more just kind of like oh i'm rebelling against my father 
Whereas if it was just, I'm not helping you, he's then selling pretty much the only thing he has to sell to get them to the Olympics. So I feel like that would land a bit better. But uh, hey, I wasn't the scriptwriter in 1992. So there you go. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't writing film scripts at six? <laughs> I was what? not, no. What a waste. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how that would have come out. Six-year-old me <laughs> writing a Jamaican bobsled film. <laughs> You know what? I'm sure we've probably reviewed some uh, worse uh, movies with worse scripts. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever that would be, or well, equal. Let's say equal. There yeah. you go. I, and I can, I can think of one, but I'm not going to say its name out of respect at this point. So there you go. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, do you know who wrote Mordecai? I don't know who wrote. Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right. That, yeah, that, that is our teachers of Mordecai. Ah, damn it. There's three. Okay. All right. We are over budget on on those that film's references. Let's yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we get to Canada. Um, obviously, they are well not welcomed so much in this scenario. No. Um, yeah, and I I felt. I felt as though it was more, there's like two or three teens. It was almost a schoolyard thing of like, you've got yeah. a couple of bullies that are like, you know, oh, we don't like you around here. And the rest of the guys are just sort of like, we'll just stand on the side and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you have the Russians, you have the East Germans, you have the Swiss that get into a little bit of the action. Um, <laughs> mainly your villains are like the, the East Germans, um, and I guess to a lesser extent the Russians. Um, yeah. The Canadians are kind of uh, showcased at one point. Or I think they're the initial like showpoint, like, oh, look, they got their shit together. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, they're yeah Canadians, and this is bobsledding. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Um, yes. Yeah. I did. I I did uh, have to think about like just Terrence and Philip bobsled team. Like that would be great. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that... you don't belong here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, they would get down to the bottom in about thirty seconds just with far power alone. Power just... parts, yes. <laughs> pull my finger. Pull my finger. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <there. laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> that is my first attempt at a Terrence and Philip impression, so I'm sorry. You, you know, so good with voices. Yes, yeah, so if I were not downstairs at night with my wife and baby upstairs, I would attempt a Terrence and Philip impression. Uh, but it's, we'll it's, just have to imagine, folks. Yeah, it's kind of not possible to do Terrence and Philip without raising your voice. Uh, so. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did enjoy watching the actual sledding in this like you and you actually do get to see some real bobsledding going on and I, I even said to my wife as i was watching it, I, said, I would love to do that at some point and her response was what? no so, you're so a I father now no. yes i don't think i'm allowed to be in a bobsled um, she she also rightly pointed out i probably wouldn't fit in one but uh, that's a, that's another <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do the luge instead. So they... <laughs> yeah, that's just you. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just me on basically a tray with some ice skates on the bottom of it. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no thanks. Uh, yeah, I have no desire to ever attempt this, uh, and don't know why anyone would. But <laughs> let's be in a death capsule with very little control over our own. 
Okay, but I don't know. I don't know shit about bobsled, so apparently you probably have a lot more control than I think. But I I believe you do, but like you do need to be good. There, there, there's very little room for error, but obviously that's that part of the thrill for some people too. So yeah, yeah shout out. I don't have the actors' names, but shout out to the um, the broadcasters in the film because it, it did feel authentic. I mean, I've yeah sat through some Olympic Winter Olympic content. No, not can't always be the most exciting thing, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it, it seemed like very very true to how it might actually go but yeah very on par to jane marsden in tour de pharmacy oh my god watch tour de pharmacy people if you haven't seen it yet if you have one again skip the land armstrong bits because fuck lance armstrong but (laughs) other than that it's great yeah (laughs) all right moving on moving back (laughs) (laughs) so uh, where would you like to head next? Any uh, other scenes you wanted to highlight? Or Well, I was trying to think what in this film that is really worth shining a light on. Mm-hmm. And I was actually thinking that this film is one of the best examples I've seen of showing people coming together in a way that like, they don't necessarily actually like each other at the end but they all respect each other and are a team by the end of it. And I've, I've really enjoyed seeing that. It's, I find that sometimes in film, when you've got people that are, that you have the, the typical film dynamic of, oh, we don't like each other. Oh, no, we're all on a team together. And by the end, they're all like, hey, we're best friends. Like, and it always feels really forced. <laughs> but I felt this film did very well at, showing little things of the people that don't necessarily like each other teaching each other and starting to respect each other yeah like, like you like have I, your brenner and junior exactly. bonding at the bar and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah like i i highly doubt like when they get back to jamaica that your brenner and junior are going to be hanging out at the bar every night together no. or you know <laughs> on the beach or anything but I, you know they will be friendly and of course respect each other they've gone through something you know quite yeah. monumental and, in this film at least yeah, but, and they'll be back again for the next Olympics like they'll, they'll mm-hmm. clearly still work as a team and work to get better the, yeah I, I really did enjoy seeing that throughout the film because as I said I feel like it's not handled that great in some films because it's almost like a foregone conclusion that they just have to get together like they have to work at the end, so they just do. And uh, yeah, it wasn't as heavy-handed in this. No, yeah, well, there was no like. I mean, a little bit of that at, in our in the finale, but yeah. with the you know the the carrying of the sled, but there there was no you know like jumping up and down and that. Well, I mean, guess to, to the nature of the events that happened. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to celebrate. <laughs> they were probably suffering from severe concussions. Yes. <laughs> and needed medical attention. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I, not a whole lot of jumping up and down and hugging to be had. No, yeah, I, I read a, a thing about the actual crash. Uh, at least one of the people in the crash didn't realize that they had crashed until they could smell the helmet friction burning 
on the ice. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, they, they felt a bump, but they, it was only when they smelled that that they realized that's not right and that they must not be in the right position. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I don't know if you knew about this as well. They, I don't know how much of it they use, but they did use genuine footage of the crash. In the film. Yeah, you, you could tell when it's cut into um, the real footage. The film stock is different, and uh, yeah, uh, like I don't know if I ever noticed that before because I don't think I've seen this film maybe as an adult, probably. Right. Yeah. So I, I definitely noticed that. Ooh, yeah, I'm like, oh, that I think that's authentic film coverage, and <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like, yep, I'm pretty sure it is. So yeah, so and it was yeah, just when it's. Like the TV coverage, that that's mm-hmm. the actual crash. And supposedly they they did a fair amount of creative editing to make sure that it lined up with what they filmed. So like they, I mean, obviously they filmed around that, but they they had to do several quick cuts and stuff to to make it fit the narrative a little better, as it were. I mean, yeah, I thought it was quite. Uh, it was edited pretty well together. I thought, um, yeah. I mean, even though I noticed it was not, you know, not the uh, same quality as the rest of the film, but I, it, it flowed pretty nicely. So yeah, yeah, re- really well. And uh, and maybe again, that could just be because of how quickly it's edited. Like it is not something that you're able to dwell on for too long, which is probably the best way to go about it. I think. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to be staring at inferior quality footage for five seconds and go, eh, that, that, that'll look right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I uh, I did want to bring attention just to maybe one of my favorite scenes. You kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, back yeah. to the honky-tonk. Uh, <laughs> Canada, I guess, is famous for their honky-tonks. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sure, yes. why not? Yeah, you know, let's go in, as far north as we can go, and let's have it as southern as we can be. Uh, yeah, you know, in, in that famous you know cowboy bar in Calgary, and surprise, you don't know about it. Uh, absolutely, I'm out of the loop here. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those scenes that always stuck with me, and of um, Yul Brenner um, psyching up Junior in the bathroom. Yeah, I just love that scene um, because this is someone who had a legitimate shot of going to the Olympics to be a sprinter. Yeah. Uh, as Therese, you know, did as well. Um, we didn't really get to see how good Junior was other than falling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so he has every right to never speak to this person <laughs> again. Yeah. And to not uh, take him under his wing, so to speak. But because we've seen that kind of situation before, just like the, the superior athlete or however you want to look at it. Just, no, sorry, I don't have the time of day for you. you got to learn this stuff on your own. I'm not here. I can't baby you. Yeah. But no, and I don't know if it's part of him, like, it's a teammate. I need him to be good, or I need him to get some confidence. <laughs> um, or if he, or part of it is just I legitimately can't watch this, and he <laughs> needs to <laughs> stand up for himself. And yeah. yeah, but I just love that scene. I see pride. I see power. And, of course, since it's a Disney scene film, I see a badass mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't take no crap off of nobody. Yeah. yeah. And then the, just, a, again, just a wonderful slight comedy edge when he walks out and he's just like, where's he going? 
But <laughs> <laughs> I, I told we were just in here. No, Let's I didn't. Go. Mean, oh yeah, like get some confidence up. But that guy will straight up murder you. Do not, <laughs> do not approach him. <laughs> yeah. It's like yes. Yeah. Now you have the confidence for next time. <laughs> yes. Next time to yes, yes. Let, but let's practice on your comebacks a little bit because they're a little weak at the moment. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it, it and it was an excellent thing where right? he goes straight up to the guy. And uh and then the guy's like, yeah, you know, or else what? And then he's immediately just like shit. Um, I, I, this is as far I as I was planning. Planned this far, yes. yes. Um I, I expected a uh, well, good day. Yes, so. oh yes, good. You are back behind me. <laughs> Thank you, Yule. Thank you, big man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it, it Really cool, just to see some of the interactions. And I feel like the actors themselves must have got on really well to be able to pull some of this stuff off. Yeah, and I don't think uh, we need to shed a little bit of love on, um, as is just known on IMDb, Leon. Uh, Doris, I mean, gets yeah. to play the straight man for most of the film, um, but does it very well. And um, to, I mean, he's a big part of the heart of this movie. Yes, very much so. Yeah, so his 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 uh, arc is a pretty good one. I yeah, I really appreciated that this time around. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to see, like especially just how much everything built up at the beginning of the film, when it's like, yeah, this is my moment, this is my time to to shine, and it's just like, nope, okay, now gotta like any way possible get ourselves to the Olympics and. It's so cool to see him as a character have this giant arc. He's you know, he's just so in awe of the Olympics that I think he's he's still still in a little bit of denial until two thirds of the way through the film. Because he is just very much just like, Come on, we're here, we're in the Olympics and like, of course just the when they're getting dressed down after the fight and he just goes you know when the Swiss? <laughs> I think that's when he finally starts to realize. Oh no, I'm I'm just idolizing this whole thing, and it's like I'm not being myself here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, I do need to ask you, and this uh, kind of occurs at the maybe two thirds mark um, because this might be a unique experience to yourself. Um, with your cultural landmarks, and you know where I'm going with this, um, <laughs> the whole Yul Brenner wanting to live in the Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that, you know, as a very, very young child, that meant nothing to me. Right. That, like, uh, you know, like okay, like so that's a nice. That looks like a pretty nice house. What's wrong with him wanting to live there? And you know, um. <laughs> Maybe I should have been better educated. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, so I'm assuming you were uh, aware that, uh, or in on the joke immediately on that, the first time you ever watched this? Uh, I mean, the very first time I watched it, maybe, maybe yeah. not, because, I mean, yeah, I would have watched it on the old, like, definitely not flat screen TV, where the quality yeah. might not have been great. So okay, I so, wouldn't yeah. have had the best image to go off of. Uh, uh -huh. So yeah, it could have just looked like any mansion. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and 
like even now watching it, uh, I I knew that it was Buckingham Palace because I remembered the joke of it being Buckingham Palace, mm-hmm. and it was only when I saw it again I was like, oh yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I think even once Sanka goes that's Buckingham Palace, like I immediately went to well yes, but he's clearly saying he wants to live in England. Oh, no, he wants to live in Buckingham Palace, doesn't he? <laughs> it's very quick. To... <laughs> oh, no, yes. You're going to have to marry the Queen to live there. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's clear he, he just wants to get off the island. So it really did seem like, like, look, here, London, I'm going to live somewhere else. It's like, no, he wants to live in that room he's pointing to. <laughs> So, I mean, I know uh, outside of its resorts and um, the Apple areas, J- Jamaica has, you know, some issues or had elite, you know, there. But are you really going to trade? I'm sorry, Paul, here. Are you really going to trade Jamaica's climate for London's? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if, I mean, yeah, if you're. I guess if you get to live in Buckingham Palace, yes. I guess that's a proper trade off. <laughs> yeah, and it, they have. Uh, proper air conditioning there. Like it, it can sure. be whatever climate yeah. you want. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like John Kenny says, it's the humidity that'll get you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I could probably just keep talking about John Candy's role in this show. It's it's really good. I mean, we also need to talk about his big speech uh, at the yeah. end. I mean, he really does. Or did sadly have some dramatic acting chops. Um, yeah, maybe not as good as some other comedic actors, but still, I think really, really on par. And you know, talking about what every athlete dreams of—the right to represent their country—they've earned that. How can you deny them this? You know, it's it's a good scene. Like, there's yeah, no jokes. It's it's a it belongs in this movie, and it works really really well. And he nails it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's so he does ride a real roller coaster throughout the film, where like uh, when they're qualifying and they're like waiting for the time and just his celebration in the tower. Once it comes in, it's just like it's. I I was thinking about it earlier. I think you need to be someone that understands comedy to do that reaction properly, because yes, absolutely, he, because he's just so so just like woohoo, and like he's shaking the person, but it's like that. There's just something inherently funny in the way he react, like, and he's just kind of like, uh, okay, goodbye, yeah, <laughs> it's. And it, it's so cool to see, and yeah, you know, obviously still a little bittersweet while watching it, just knowing that I think this was the last film released before his death. I know he did a couple more after he made this one, but this was uh, um, the last one to come out. Uh, no, I guess the last one to finish post production before he died. Okay, because so. yeah, there was a uh, uh, shoot. I'm blanking on the name right now, but yeah, there. Was it almost? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm blanking on the names, but yeah, <laughs> yeah so he, I probably should have died, yeah, he died that. in '94. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah Canadian bacon is what I was thinking of. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, it came out came out in '95. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, wagons east. Yeah, and supposedly he was gonna be in Pocahontas, but then they they scrapped it. I I don't know if they just hadn't recorded it enough or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. But uh, Yeah. Forty three. Alright, I'm getting sad. We gotta change. <laughs> Forty three, <laughs> god damn it, John Candy. Alright. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean 
yeah, his his character, like I said at the beginning, there's very little like real humor coming from him. It's all just like his character's straight laced, annoyed reaction to a lot of things is where the humor comes from. Yeah, just like um, like for instance, the I think the their first time when he's going to push them uh down the um the course the bobsled course um in canada and sanka says he has to pee you know hold it hold it hold it hold it yeah hold it we're not bobsledding that we're about to uh, yeah i mean there's nothing inherently jokey but the interaction between the two just plays so well off each other like yeah they, yeah so i mean he's not just cutting up the scene you know the scene or chewing it up or you know cracking one-liners but it's just how they play together that really kind of you know makes it so enjoyable yeah and and then of course with that first <laughs> that first run where there's just the entire way down sanka is just yelling at, <laughs> at therese how much he hates him <laughs> yeah yes yeah, wonderfully done um i feel like I would almost like to see this film never remade. Oh yeah, because uh, I, I like. That would be a bit. Yeah, Go ahead. I, sorry. I don't know who. I, it's the same as they're doing the live action Aladdin. Like they they've got cars for it and all that, and it's like I feel really sorry for Will Smith because he's going to be playing the genie. That is so, for more whitewashing, but okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, like that is just—he is going to be fighting the biggest uphill battle in the world because he's replacing Robin Williams. And I mean, I, I don't think this will be the case, but to play devil's adv- advocate, that was said about Heath Ledger, you know, when he I, got the job as the Joker. So. Yeah. Now but, I I understand. But do that. I think he's going to give a Heath Ledger performance? No, I do not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, that's the joke. That, that's actually something that I mentioned to someone at work today. I, I understand that it got echoes of Heath Ledger over Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholson over Cesar Romero and stuff like that when it comes to the Joker. But I genuinely believe that Robin Williams as the genie, like, there is no topping that. Like, I, I don't think it's a subjective thing. I think it's an objective thing. There is no one else <laughs> in the world that could have they done should, that. They should just cut in the animated footage of Robin yeah, Williams. I, well, that, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, just have Will Smith play the genie. That's fine. But uh-huh. use only the dialogue from Aladdin. Like, just, oh, okay. yeah. just cut that in. Like, so, I don't know. Well, what, whatever. Like, that's a, a discussion for another time. <laughs> okay. but, but yeah, I, I think that this film, and yeah, I would like to think that Disney isn't going to bother with a remake of Cool Runnings, that there's not enough of a. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough interest with it being a Jamaican bobsled <laughs> movie from 1993. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only way it would become. Like an idea again would be if Jamaica won the bobsled at the Olympics, and they'll go, "Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, cool runnings too, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, maybe, runnings. yeah, mm-hmm. maybe get them all back, like as like cameos at the end or something, like this. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, 
Um, we we need to mention one of the most 80s and 90s things about this movie um, <laughs> as they carry the bobsled towards the finish line <laughs> and near it. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the slow, slow clap. clap. Then we got a slow clap, Paul. <laughs> oh my god, I was so happy to have a slow clap. <laughs> a genuine, yeah. earnest slow clap. Not ironic. Yep. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the and the dad there at the end with the Jamaica shirt. Okay, so I have an issue with the dad. So, <laughs> um, well, just kind of plot holeish here. Mm-hmm. So the dad is very near the finish line, right? He's standing near there. Yeah, uh, he, 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 he is lost. Like to this point, minutes. I mean, what it probably took them a, a few minutes to get that sled from the crash to that point, right? Uh, the heavy-ass sled, they're yeah. stumbling, they're concussed. Yeah, let, um, let's let's assume, like... At uh, least five minutes has passed sure, since the yeah. crash. Um, does he love his son? Should he not have been running towards that crash? <laughs> but he's just standing casually. I bet they're okay. Yeah, the the only, again, kind of devil's advocating, the only thing I can think of is they... They wouldn't allow anyone other than you know, medical services to get onto the ice, like no matter who it is. Well, not on the ice, but to run through the crowd closer to the spot where they crashed. You know, to yeah. not just be casually, but, but hey, man, this this t-shirt reveal is going to be pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ruin the t-shirt reveal. I'm gonna bet he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I'm just gonna stay here because uh, yeah. this is my first attempt at a joke. It can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I admire his commitment to the bit. But <laughs> yes, come on, your kid. Look after Junior. Goddamn it, maybe he wouldn't be working so hard to please you. Yeah. Okay. But yes, yeah. grabbing about Disney films. I am a bastard. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, uh, I do believe Disney films should be held to pretty much the same standards as every other film. So. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm glad. Uh, glad we agree on that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. A relatively big plot hole. Like. That there need to be some sort of yeah, explanation. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with poking that one. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Of course, the villains could be a better, a, a bit better fleshed, uh, fleshed out. But. Uh, yes. But yeah. I, I could have used some more, uh, some Russian baddies, but. Yeah. I. I think it. The problem when it comes to there needing to be a villain of the piece is the same thing as in in the Mighty Ducks. Really, the villain is just the other team. That's generally all it can be. It's not like they have someone that's secretly trying to blow up the track. It is just, oh, someone else (laughs) wants to be better than us. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Yeah, and... (laughs) And maybe they intentionally derail at the end to defuse the bomb in some way. Like, yeah, that could have been... Oh, oh, oh speed three. Bob's... <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. A very... Yeah, a very short film, that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's it's slowed down, Paul, okay? It's like, you know, it's like 24, you know, one hour, it's, but it's like, you know, <laughs> seconds or minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, all inci- it's all inside the head of the people... In the exactly. sled, a little inside out slash speed slash cool runnings. Okay, <laughs> this is what where my brain goes when I've been up for seventeen hours. So. <laughs> yes. And, hmm. Yeah, yeah I kind of, I kind of want to to read some fan fiction somehow, smashing that all together. 
That could that could either be the greatest thing in the world or absolute shite. You, you know what they say, Paul. If you want it, make it. <laughs> there you uh, go. I'm I'm not sure I'm the right person for that <laughs> job. But... but how I would love to read that um, from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, maybe in my spare time I'll figure out <laughs> <laughs> that that plentiful spare time that you have. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a very short story. <laughs> yes, it is. It's basically just going to be a limerick, I think. <laughs> oh, well, do you have any more uh, thoughts, uh, comments on cool runnings? Um, the, the only other thing that I was thinking of mentioning is that could, could you sort of explain to me who Dougie Doug is slash was around this time? Because I feel like like, he's someone that, like, I've never heard of him before. I don't know if I've seen anything he's done since. Really? It, it, yeah, it, it just feels like he's someone that w- should have been a big name. And maybe just growing up in England, like, I just didn't know him. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, he's... Cool Runnings is definitely where I first became uh, aware of him. Okay. But he has worked with Spike Lee uh, a couple times, I believe. Oh. Um, the one is... Um, I'm going anti-IMDB here, so sorry about the pause. People are yelling at me. Mo Better Blues. Um, okay. And then um, he was in Jungle Fever. I know he's in Jungle Fever. Um, okay. So those are two like seminal Spike Lee films. Um, huh, and, okay. and and then Cool Runnings was shortly after that. Uh, yeah. He's done a ton of TV. He's still uh, doing a lot of TV. Um, you, like he pops in and out of like procedurals and stuff like that. But oh, he's just a just a cool guy, just fun. And like he was on the show Cosby, if not <laughs> the Bill Cosby Show, different yeah. thing. Look it up, people. Uh, 1996 to 2000. Um, yeah, I believe Cosby uh, is the one that I saw, and I think. Yeah. Na- named Cosby, but the character that uh, the guy, the full name that I will not say, does not play someone named Cosby. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so very weirdly titled. Um, but yeah, he's in it, and very confusing because Felicia Rashad is in it as well. <laughs> Check out Cosby sometime. Um, it's not bad, but well, actually, you know what? F that show because F him. So, yeah. and I don't mean Dougie Duck. Okay, <laughs> moving <laughs> away from that issue. <laughs> yeah, it, maybe someone could do. I don't know if you've ever read Garfield without Garfield, and it's just looked like John slowly going insane. Maybe you could do Cosby without Cosby and just like leave everything else intact somehow. Just, oh, uh, it, it, could we like Black Mirror block him like Static? Yeah, there you go. Just yeah, womp, womp, just like Peanuts voice. Womp, 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 womp. Uh, yeah, I think that could work. <laughs> okay, we still have uh, Theo and Rudy and Cockroach to go off of. I think it would still be okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we're not talking uh, about. <laughs> I think this is a sign that we probably need to end this. <laughs> yes. Um, the the only other thing I was going to mention is that I did put out. I oh, yes. understand, I understand it was short notice, mm-hmm. uh, but I did put out uh, feelers on Twitter to say, "Hey, does anyone have any thoughts on cool running you would like to mention?" And I got one response from the In Session Film podcast. So yeah, great bunch of guys there do go listen to them and uh, they simply said one of my childhood favorites 
that I, I agree. <laughs> holds yeah. up. I think our conclusion is holds up. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yep, kids. I think this is a good one for the kids. Um, yeah. Really nothing too heavy-handed or bad that you would need to protect them from, I don't think. But, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Unless... Really, really cool. Um, two other real quick things I just want to mention, like, outside of the the film that we just talked about here uh number one is that i was recently on uh, <laughs> uh, i was recently on a podcast where i was talking about the fifth element uh with uh the Vern. um it's called main that man. moment yeah b-r-n main man yeah it's called that moment in it's the podcast and so uh, that was a lot of fun so thank you very much for having me on there and I've completely lost the other thing, so I'll have to mention it at some other time. A teaser, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, but, hang on. Thank you. Um, so, do Do you have anything else that you wanted to mention uh, before we no. wrap this up? Um, yep, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, uh, uh, I I hope you guys all enjoyed that uh, very random uh, review of Cool Runnings. And, I wouldn't uh, have it any other way. <laughs> yes, exactly. and I'll end by saying, "Bobsled, be thy name." <laughs> yes, the Kingdom Come gold medals won. Bobsled, be thy name. All right, I've been Brian, and I've been Sled God. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye.